receivers. They've got a quarterback who might be going to the Hall of Fame. He's only been sacked 20 Is that times. true? Roethlisberger? Yeah. So, really? where did this offense I don't, I don't know. We're just out there playing. My helmet came down on me. Uh... <laughs> when guys come and sit on the couch, I go right after them. Do you respect me for that? No, I don't. Your big dumb desk hiding behind your microphone. You are now listening to The Longer Yard of the Dip Podcast Network. Welcome to The Longer Yard Podcast. Fuck Ryan Tannehill. I'm Ethan. He's Sam. Bro, bro, you gotta warn me for that, dude. No, I was thinking that I, before I went to sleep. I was like, "This will be perfect." He's not gonna expect it. This will be perfect. I mean, you're not wrong. I definitely expect <sighs> it. That was, yeah. We got a that was elite. I got some shit to say about QB Madden ratings, bro, and we'll get to it. Please tell me that that is uh, not your biggest gripe of the Madden quarterback rankings, just, just as, as a teaser for later, just yes or no. Is that your biggest gripe about Ryan Tannehill? Is Ryan Tannehill your no. biggest gripe of Madden rankings? Oh no, God, no. I mean, I know we're, we're I in guess, disagreement with, so, with what happened, but I guess he plays a part of it. If that makes any sense, we'll get okay. to it. We'll get okay. to it. Okay. Right. We'll leave it there. Leave it right there. Yeah. All right, guys, we've got, uh, what should be another fun show because um, we're going to talk Madden rankings as uh, we've kind of already led into, but that we're going to save that for the end of the show. In the meantime, we have some hard-hitting journalism, some big news that we have to get to. And things we're are getting gonna, spicy. We're going to go chronologically just to keep things simple. I believe this is chronological if I'm wrong. Well, who cares? It's my podcast. I'm going to do it anyway. I'm right, it is. <laughs> so we'll start with the news out of... Arizona, Kyler Murray gets his big old fat extension. My goodness, this man got paid a five-year extension, which takes him through the 2028 season. $230.5 million, and 160 of that is guaranteed. Holy smokes. Yeah, bro. Holy shit. Here, so like I'm very back and forth on this because, um, as we've discussed previously, I'm not a big Kyler guy. Like, I think he's good, but I don't think he's pay him like a, a top of the league quarterback good, pay him Aaron Rodgers money good. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm not doing that, but no, I'm, but I'm not either. But I remember, oh, it wasn't that long ago that all I heard from Browns fans were. We we ruined the market. We 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 screwed it up because we gave fully guaranteed. Now everyone's going to have to do that, and they're going to have to get more money than we did. We ruined the quarterback market. No one can ever afford a quarterback again. Kyler Murray did not get a fully guaranteed contract. Now he got a lot guaranteed, hundred sixty yeah, million dollars. He did not get two hundred and whatever thirty forty whatever it was for for Watson fully guaranteed. 
You know, I will say this. It is, if you really look at it, like, it is confusing to look that, like, someone with no allegations, not getting a fully, gar- fully guaranteed contract, someone with a lot of allegations for a terrible thing, getting a hefty contract that is fully guaranteed. It, like, you know, you just, like, tell that to a random person, and they're like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I would I would have to say that um, it was probably necessary because I don't think Deshaun Watson was uh, willing to come to Cleveland if he didn't get that cash money, homie. That's, yeah, you're probably right. So take that with a grain of salt. Uh, but I'm just saying this is now a precedent that we are going to see for quarterback uh, contracts going forward. Whoever gets the next extension, which will probably probably be doesn't Lamar hasn't gotten its extension right Mm-mm. Lamar should be the next guy I feel it like it should be Lamar because it should be someone from the uh 18 draft class we know it's not well I guess it could be Baker but that's pending a season we pretty much know it's not gonna be Sam Darnold at this point so safe yeah. on that one it's not gonna be uh Josh Allen because he already got it and it's not gonna be Josh Rosen because now he's a Cleveland Brown <laughs> So Why? <laughs> Dude, we have like seven quarterbacks now. I like it's so many. I and mean, he like, probably won't make that a camp, so it doesn't really matter. I guess he could if, if there actually is a suspension for for Deshaun, and then you start Jacoby and have Josh as the backup. I don't know. Which Josh? Dobbs or? <laughs> oh, I forgot <laughs> that's, what Josh yeah, exactly. that's what I'm oh, saying. That's what I'm saying, dude. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, and then maybe it's like at, at that point, why did they draft DJ Perry? You know, I mean, that guy was making the practice squad anyway. I don't think that was. Yeah, but good. why are we so, so many quarterbacks here? In your defense, in your defense, wait, did you draft Perry? Or was he a UF UDFA? Um, I think you. I think. You know, I think it was UDFA. I'm not sure. Okay. Though. I feel a little bit better about that because, but I also would have said as a defense for drafting him is just draft the best players. So even if it's not a position, That's, you're not wrong. Just go draft actually, the yeah. best player. So, That's true. Uh, and, and with UDFA is like, how many of them even make the, the, even the practice squad in a lot of cases? Cause you're going to have uh, guys you draft that make the practice squad. Did your boy Marcos, your, uh, your, your, uh, your, your foreman, Who's trying really hard to be a tight end? Did he make? Did he make? Uh, do you have you heard any update on him? I haven't looked anything up yet. <laughs> I might have to. All right. He's, well, he's trying really hard. CBD. Uh, hey, you know what? Maybe I'll go in and see if he's in the Madden rankings uh, a little later or something. There like we that. go. We'll just, we'll just check him out. See if he, see if he got anything because he's probably if we did he's probably like a fifty-two dude. Yeah, <laughs> he's trying though. He's trying he's really doing hard. His best is his yeah, absolute best. <laughs> Um. <laughs> anyway, Kyler Murray. Um, we like so Lamar is probably the next contract because because uh, his contract will be up, I believe, at the end of this season, which means that he's either next or you're going to be talking about one of the other um, 2019 draft picks. Which is Daniel Jones really going to get an extension? I'd be pretty surprised. So, no. Great answer. Great answer. Great answer. We're on Family Feud now. Great answer. Uh, so it, to me, this is the, it's Lamar's to get. Um, so the precedent that's set is no, no fully guaranteed contract. Um, 
it's still going to cost you a pretty penny, but yeah, certainly workable, especially as the cap continues to rise. And I think this is going to... We're going to look at Kyler's contract at some point and say this is probably a bargain, even if he's never going to be an MVP or lead his team into a deep playoff run. It's just starting quarterbacks are expensive, you know? Mm-hmm. I guarantee by year four, year five of his his extension, we're going to be like, that's a good contract. They did a good job there. Yeah, and then like early. the top QB of the league is getting like 65 mil and you're like, good God. God, that might be... We're going to get... I feel like we're going to be... We're going to be like 40, right? 40 and that's like 40 to 50 range, right? And we're going to be seeing guys with like almost making $100 million a year. And you're like, like without like endorsements or all that crap, like just their salary with the sport they play. You know what I mean? Are we sure the market just won't crash at that point? God. It just, that's ugh. terrifying. That's terrifying. But uh, congratulations to Kyler. Got his money. Um, he's locked 40, in. Dude. 46 mil a year. That's a hefty sum. Oh, we got we to gotta talk about the, this. Okay. The Oakland A's thing? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So remember, Kyler Murray was drafted in the MLB draft top 10 pick to Number the eight. Oakland Athletics. Okay. Number eight overall. Kyler Murray's extension will pay him as an annual salary, $46 million per season. In 2022... For the entire season, the Oakland Athletics are paying their roster $43 million. Kyler definitely made the right choice in terms of getting paid, man. Yeah. Usually the baseball money is better, but like in Oakland, you got only for the stars. Only for the stars. Yeah. But in Oakland, you got, you got Billy Bean. You got that whole, they're not, they're not paying guys. You know what I mean? They're, they're buying wins. They're not buying players. This is where we get the Moneyball meme out, and we're just like, Billy, this is Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is an absolute freak athlete. <laughs> He's a great hitter. His only problem is that he loves football more than he loves baseball. Dude, I love that movie so much. It's oh. so good. And the meme is just mm, tr- tremendous. Top tier. Love it. Oh, that was great. That's insane, though, for like one player to be making more than like an entire organization's payroll. Yeah. Yeah, uh, some there's some cheap uh, cheap owners in baseball. So we'll, there uh, are yeah, and then you got like the Dodgers who sign like for example Trevor Bauer one year forty million, and you're like holy shit. We're not we're not a baseball podcast, but uh, I'm dreading the fact that the Yankees could get Juan Soto and still probably get like Luis Castillo from the Reds, and I'm just gonna be like. Baseball's broken, dude. Get a salary There's, cap. This is stupid. Yeah. It's, I mean, look at the Dodgers, dude, what they do. Yeah. The Yankees it's do it, so too. Dumb. It's like so if, dumb. If thank Judge God, thank God them, for the salary cap in the NFL. Thank God. It, although, I will say at times, I feel like there just isn't one sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, they say there is, but yeah. you're like, how the fuck are you guys affording that? Like, And they're like, yeah, we backloaded it. So, like, his last year, he'll make $150 million. So, the first four, we're going to pay him $3 million. And you're like, oh. Bro, look at the okay. Saints. The Saints have been doing this for years. Every year, they're we're like the Saints are like negative fifty million dollars to the cap right now. And they're like restructure contracts, and all of a sudden they're like, "Yeah, we're good. Yeah, like, we're good." There was that much money you could move around. And at some point, at some point, it's gonna get them. 
It's coming. They're going to be in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, uh, any, any final words on Kyler before we jump to... We're sandwiching some some bad news between good news. So before we jump to our, our more negative portion of the news segment, any final words on Kyler? Uh, congrats, Kyler. Way to, way to earn that paycheck. You love to see it. <laughs> Well, I personally, I personally wouldn't have done it, but you know what? Congrats to you, man. Yeah, I, you and I are in the same boat. We yeah. think Kyler's a lot of fun. He's a good quarterback, not a great quarterback. So yeah, he just he he. I don't think he'll be that guy to take your team to that next level. You know? Nah, I'm I'm in agreement there. I, yeah, I feel like a lot of people are though too. You know? I, I think there are very few quarterbacks that are. Super Bowl worthy unless you just have a stupid good roster around them. Like you have to, yeah, and ca- and they have to catch lightning in a bottle. Like yeah. the, the Joe Flacco situation, Nick Foles, all that is sandwiched around. You know, a lot of Tom Brady Super Bowls and uh, Mahomes Super Bowl, yeah, and a Stafford Super Bowl, and like we're seeing the top, top quarterbacks really cement themselves uh, in the playoffs where you've got to get super lucky that something goes right for you. And yeah, I just, I think, I don't think Kyler's, I don't, I'm not putting Kyler in the category of Nick Foles and Joe Flacco, but he is not in the Tom Brady, no Manning, uh, Pat Mahomes, Matt Stafford group. Yeah, no, 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 he's not. Hopefully they get it right for him, uh, but he's definitely going to need a lot of pieces around him, and a high cap hit is definitely going to make that harder. So we'll, oh, we'll yeah. see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. All right, our uh, our bad news number one. Uh, we wanted to give a shout out to uh, Houston Texans rookie receiver John Mechie. Uh, earlier, or I guess late last week, um, going into this week, mm-hmm. uh, he was diagnosed with um, with leukemia. He will. Miss the season, as far as we know of right now. Uh, I believe he was put on IR or um, or the pup list. I'm not, I'm not sure which is the designation for this kind of missed time. Uh, to be more specific, he has APL, which is acute. I shouldn't have done this. Uh, <laughs> Prami elocytic leukemia. Yeah. I'm so sorry that I messed that up. I feel really bad that I just did that. Um, however, uh, but he was the 44th overall pick in this past draft. Uh, certainly was going to be, uh, in my opinion, a, a key contributor on the offense for Houston. So this is just a really, really disappointing uh, news for that he's hit with. And um, we're, we're rooting like hell for, for him to beat this. On the upside, they said um, it is the most curable form of leukemia. So there's a lot of positive that, you know, so... Yes. Hopefully, yeah. Wish him well. Hopefully, we can see him back in the league in no time. You know, that is the goal. Hopefully, hopefully next season, a year from now, we're talking about him um, potentially being a, a starter on, on a decent team. Um, certainly, if he plays next year and he puts up any sort of decent numbers, I, I'm rooting for him for uh, comeback player of the year. Absolutely, yeah. that is that that is his award to lose if he's able to play. Um, and, and, and be a contributor because he is a very, very talented player uh, when he's able to get on the field. So um, thinking about you, John, uh, I know you're a big listener, um, <laughs> uh, but truly well, we'll, we're thinking about you. We're praying yeah. for you. And, um, we'll, we'll text we're, him too. 
we'll text him. Yeah, we'll take we'll take him out. You know, we'll take him out for drinks or something. Take his mind off. You know. Yeah, we got we got your back, my dude. And, uh, and tabs on you. It's though. not Sorry. just not just Houston Texans nation, not just Alabama Crimson Tide nation, but um, football. The football nation as a whole is is uh, wanting you to beat this, and we're 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 gonna bring the positive vibes. That's that that is what we can do to to help you. Good vibes only. Good vibes only. A Eugenio Suarez. I, this isn't a baseball <laughs> podcast. Come on. Um, next next uh, news. We'll, that we we'll take it over. Is, we'll take it over. I mean, I guess we could. Uh, next news we'll hit on is uh, Chris Carson, uh, running back for the Seattle Seahawks, is going to be retiring at 27 years old due to a neck injury that he's kind of sustained. Um, I believe he's had inj- uh, issues with the neck for um, a couple of years now. So yeah. uh, this I- is not this is not new necessarily, but uh, it is something he's been dealing with. Um, definitely a, a massive disappointment and um, just super talented player for sure. Yeah, like I know last year he missed um, he missed a lot of games last year because of that neck injury. Um, I think the year before maybe he missed the season i'm not sure but it sucks to see him go he was just a a, a beast though like just a, a true true powerhouse you know what i mean yeah I, it's i guess this this starts to to bring into into light uh the Kenneth Walker pick i was definitely surprised that they drafted her running back when i'm like bro they got chris carson dude's a stud um, yeah not to mention that they also have um they also have Rashad Penny that they've put a lot of uh, value into as a yeah, first-round pick. He, he stepped um, up, too. And he, yeah, he actually started playing at least reasonably well. Um, they did love DJ Dallas. I'm pretty sure Alex Collins is still around. I could be wrong on that. Um, they just they have a lot of bodies, so it's kind of been one of those things of like, you're also drafting a running back. So I think they maybe saw this coming, uh, thought that this might be a possibility. And so they're trying to get out ahead of it with that uh, Kenneth Walker pick. Um, but uh, certainly from, from Chris's standpoint, again, we're rooting for you to just get healthy, get your body right. Go be, be a dad, be a son, be a, be, you know, be with your family and en- enjoy the, your, the next stage of your life uh, because you certainly have a lot left to uh, where you'll, you can contribute. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So that is, that's, Maybe that's really uh, the focus. Maybe we could see him on the football field, like just not in uniform, you know, like doing something else. That'd be nice. Like take up, like probably yeah. be like a new running back coach or something, you know, that'd be cool. You know, uh, I think about a lot of college running back coaches specifically. A lot of them are former players. And I mean, one of the, um, one of the best in the country, it seems like is, uh, do you remember Cadillac Williams from the Bucks? Uh, I don't know. It was like, I think it was like, oh, five, oh, six. Something like that. He was like a top, he was a top 10 pick um, from out of Auburn. He's back at Auburn now and he's a super popular um, guy amongst recruits because it's like, oh, nice. This, this, this dog played in the NFL, man. Like he's, he's legit. I feel like that'd be perfect for Chris if he wants, yeah, if that's sure. what he wants to do. Just go be a running back coach, get in somewhere and uh, still be a part of the game, game, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And if he does, if that's not what he wants to do, Maybe he wants to get into broadcast, something like that. Like, I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities for a guy who clearly is is no dummy uh, when it comes to playing the game of football. So, um, 
you know, give give him an opportunity to be involved as much as he wants or as little as he wants it. You know, yeah. again, if he wants to to sink back into the shadows and just be be a fan, I love that for him. You know, that's that. Yeah, that's something he's probably never gotten to really do because he's it's always true. been playing ball. It is fun being a fan. It sucks at times though too. Oh my god! A major, majority of the time, it sucks. <laughs> I mean, unless your team wins the Super Bowl. It kind yeah. of sucks unless the team was supposed to be hot garbage. And then you're kind of like, Hey, we actually like kind of came close to making the playoffs. This was kind of fun. Yeah. You, you, got, know? you know, you got like that chip on your shoulder. You're like, ah, we got it. But also, um, stepping stone season, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Cowboys every year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but also, um, dub move by Seattle though. Remember what you, you told me, they did something to where he's able to get his benefits and still get like that, the, that money and stuff for his healthcare. I can't yeah, remember um, what it was. So uh, they were, the Seattle is releasing him with the failed physical designation, yeah. which under the current collective bargaining agreement that allows Chris Carson to receive several million dollars in injury protection benefits. So it allows him to continue getting the therapy that he needs to get his body right. And also set him up for, I mean, not that he made no money over the course of his career by any means, but he was like a fifth, sixth, seventh round pick. So it's not like Probably. he was making millions either Yeah, um, every single year. So this will kind of balance that out. Missed opportunity. He certainly would have gotten a, a decent deal going into his next contract. Like, I don't know if he would have been in the 10 million range or anything like that, but I do think he would have made, you know, seven, eight, something like that pretty yeah. reasonably. So um even though he'll miss out on that opportunity, he will certainly be well taken care of um, by the organization, by the CBA as a whole. So, or the I should the, the players' association. So, um, I was happy to see that. Um, again, teams when teams do right by players, it, it definitely warms my heart because I do remember. Uh, not to get too off topic here, but uh, when Calvin Johnson went to retire uh, from the Lions, I mean, this would have been. What year was that? Like 14, 15, something like that? I see. Yeah, something like that. Um, so the the story goes that he goes into the president's office, the president of football operations uh, in Detroit. And he says, look, like my body aches. Like, I think I'm ready to hang it up. Uh, you know, I, that's, I don't, I don't know if I really want to do this anymore. And rather than like trying to talk him out of it or uh, being like, hey, we support you, whatever you want to do, like, we'll make this right. Uh, uh, the the rumor is the story goes that the president goes, did you all earn all of your uh, bonus money? And basically forced him to pay it back. Really? Yeah, that's why Calvin Johnson is not associated with the Lions organization. Holy shit! Because that dude's still around. Damn. Fuck that guy. Guy sucks. He's never even done like a public apology about it. Did you earn all your bonus money? Okay, go ahead and pay that back. And you're like, what? Yeah, Calvin had to pay the Lions back some money because... How much was that? I'm sure it wasn't a little bit of money. Yeah. I'm talking like multiple over, millions of dollars. Dude, yeah, probably like over 10, bro. Holy shit. I don't know how much it was, how many years he had left on his contract, but it just, it's so petty, so dumb. And so bro, like, I'm, this I'm dude happy was, to see... This dude was like your one of the best wide receivers for a yeah. long time, you know, like, and you're what dude, one of the best ever 
and uh, and they got petty. And it's really, what's uh really- what's what's that president's name of the Detroit Lions? Uh, Rob or Rod something. Hang on, uh, Detroit Lions president. Rod Wood. Rod Wood. Bum. That dude is a bum. Bum status. That's our second yes. bum status guy, right Rod there. Rod Wood. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Fuck Ryan Tannehill. Fuck Rod Wood. <laughs> Two bums. All right. You know who's not a bum? Chris Carson. Rooting for you, my dude, in your next stage of life. Chris, and good on good on Seattle to make sure that he is taken care of. Chris Carson, dog. Dog. <laughs> dog. <laughs> if he wants to play baseball, he can do it. He's a dog. Yeah, dog, dude. Uh, lastly, lastly of the news uh, conversation, let's put it this way. The rich got richer. Whew. I think that's, that's the easiest way to put it. Uh, it's me and Julio down by the schoolyard. <laughs> is, uh, is Tampa Bay because Julio Jones is going to the Tampa Bay Bucks on a one-year contract. I think it's for something like 11 mil. Does that sound right? Um, that seems probably right. right. Um, and creates, my God, a wide receiver room of bridges. Insane. Like, all right, if this wide receiver trio is healthy, it's got to be one of the, like, filthiest wide receiver trios of like all time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, disgusting. The, the Bengals have been, the Bengals have been boasting about their wide receiver trio being best in the NFL. That might've been, might've been a little, little uh, early to, to jump in on that. If, if again, as you said, health, big, big factor here. If Chris Godwin returns from the ACL injury and, or Achilles, I'm not sure which one it was. And if Julio plays like he did in Atlanta, not like he did in Tennessee. Yeah, that shit pissed me off so much last year. Dude, that's why I was like, I was like, is there, ready? I was like, I was texting this. Was a bum. <laughs> yeah. Many other things. Um, But <laughs> I was like, I had Julio last year and dude, he missed so many games. And when he did play, he was trash. And so I was super upset. And so I was like, you know what? I'll never touch Julio this year unless he's like a free agent, maybe, right? And then they're like, oh, Julio sign with the Bucks, and you're like, well, shit, actually Tom Brady can like make guys look good. So like if he's healthy, you're like, I got a possible top 10 fantasy wide receiver right there. Like, I don't know, dude. Yeah. I, I, we got a trio like, of Mike Evans, Julio Jones and Chris Godwin is stupid because if Julio is healthy, like, I mean, Julio will go down as one of the best wide receivers of all time. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Just an enough. But like he last retires, year, he retires so tomorrow. Much. He retires tomorrow. He's a top ten receiver of all time. I, I, yeah. I think that's pretty reasonable. At worst, top fifteen. At worst. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, absolute. Way, those are just the top three receivers. They also have Tyler Johnson, who played pretty well for them last year. Um, at a, he was a rookie, I think, last year out of Minnesota. Scotty Miller, who they Speed. say is the fastest dude on the team. They sell Brashad Perriman, who is also speed, and. They signed a former Falcon that isn't Julio Jones and Russell Gage. This this room is loaded. It's it's insane. Don't they have um? Don't they have Kyle Rudolph as tight end? I forgot to I forgot and that to talk about that they, dude can they, fucking they, catch. They signed Kyle Rudolph uh, with Rob Gronkowski. I'm going to put this in air quotes when I say this. Retired, dude. Gronk's coming back, baby. Gronk, Gronk knows there's another chip right there. And he's like, dude, Brady, all Brady has to do is blow that horn and Gronk's back, baby. Does, does Tom Brady, if he plays all 17 games, throw for like 
6,500 yards. <laughs> Could you imagine? And he's like, like, no one is touching my records ever. Like, I'm just like, there's so many dudes to throw to. This is crazy. Tom Brady, the 2023 NFL MVP with 64 touchdowns, passing 6,000 yards or passing, and you're like, holy shit. 2022 dear, MVP, sorry. Dear God. That would be filthy. And Tom's like, actually, guys, I've never felt better. I think I got another four years left in me. And we're like, dude, no. You're 45, bro. What are we doing? Yeah, that's this. So this has a chance to be one of the best moves of the offseason. It also has a chance to be one of the dullest moves. I'm not going to say one of the biggest misses of the offseason because that's too strong. Julio Jones will not be a problem in the locker room. If he doesn't get the ball, he won't be a problem in the locker room. If he gets hurt, like he's not going to be a, a, a problematic dude. So like, like it, AB would, you know? Yeah, exactly. So if this, if this again goes badly, basically it just means that Julio wasn't healthy or he's lost a very clear step. Yeah. That, that, that's not great by any means, but like you're not, I mean, you're not having issues on the team. So like, Again, worst case scenario, just being like, okay, we just have to have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and we'll use one or the other. We'll use Russell Gage like we planned. Oh, no. We still got Scotty Miller freaking go super deep with speed and Kyle Rudolph. and Oh, no. We still have 17 other options to throw the ball to. And even if you we didn't have this guy. You, know you know what, Lenny? Just be 260 and live your best life. They ain't running the ball. <laughs> Dude. As long as just get 260, help your goal line TDs, bro. Just just get 15 touchdowns at the goal line. My God. That'd be you know what? And if they don't have those guys, guess what? Oh no, we have Tom Brady still. Oh no. You know? Oh no, oh no. We'll just hand the ball off to high school running back Vita Vea. <laughs> God, he would dude truck maul, some maul some dudes. I mean, he like legitimately, he was a high school running back. Isn't that stupid? That is so stupid. What are you going to do? All right. The big enchilada. The big we're enchilada. Talking, we're talking Madden, baby. We're talking Madden. Oh, dude, I want to make like EA, man. If next year doesn't turn out well, EA is going to earn a bum status. Or is it? Is it possible they're, they're going to get it with this one? Well, so let's, I'll let's, say this, right? Let's discuss. I'm giving it. I give them this year, right? If next year's ratings are just as bad or worse, I'm immediately bum status. Just like how you were like, if Lenny has a his first bad game, bench him. Just like that, you know, no hesitation. Like the ratings next year are bad. I'll give them this year, right? They were bad this year, but I'll give you benefit of the doubt. And if next year is just as bad or worse, bum status. You're being way too kind. You think, you, you think they've already got? Well, I, I haven't, I, again, I've tried to keep things somewhat surprising for me. So I've tried to avoid looking at too many of the rankings. So that is, that is harder for me to say. I will hold judgment on that, but I'm just saying like, if you're holding off, giving them bum status, you are saying that they actually did a decent job. If you're saying they did a bad job here, then to me, we promised a bum status. You're okay. Yeah. You're, you're right. I did. We did say that last week. You're right. I forgot about that. I take back my word. I'm not going to give them the year. We will 
we will probably put them in the buff status at the end of the episode. Okay, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. All right. Let's QBs first. Do, do you want to start QBs or do you want to save yeah. that? Because I kind of I kind of want to save it a little. We'll bit. save it because I have some shit to say. I know you do. Let's let's let, you know we'll do defense first. Let's start with the old cornerbacks. The one, I mean, frankly, one of the most important positions on the field. No way around it. So we'll we'll kick it off there. Um, no ninety nine club member. Let's let's at least say that. Uh, I will, I'll go ahead and run down here. We got. Jalen Ramsey, 98. Jair Alexander, 94. Trey White, 93. Darius Slay, 92. Denzel Ward, 92. Marshawn Lattimore, 91. Stefan Gilmore, 91. JC Jackson, 90. Marlon Humphrey, 90. AJ Terrell, 89. And just to be sure, we have two more 89s. So that filters on to just outside the top 10 technically, but they're tied for 10th. Uh, that's Kendall Fuller and Xavier Howard uh, to hit the last two 89s there. Initial thoughts. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think I think Trey White could be a little higher. Um, I think Jair could be a little higher too. I think both yeah. are studs. Um, they're both studs. Um, I think I'm okay with Darius and Denzel and Lattimore. I think AJ Terrell could be a little higher. I got like I honestly thought AJ was not good, like really? as, as a rookie. Um, and, oh, but I, 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 I think, forgot I think he I was looked, a rookie. Think, no, no, no uh, that was two seasons ago. He was okay, good. okay. Um, I, but I think I kind of listened to too much of the negative hype in that sense. Yeah, uh, I don't think he was necessarily bad. He just wasn't good necessarily, and he was actually pretty good last year. So yeah, he had a great little year last year. Might, this is probably spot on, uh, considering we're talking about end of year two. I think we, I think it's a pretty good spot. I actually think that Darius Slay, who I love, might be kind of high. Um, I probably would bump him down to ninety. I don't. I don't think he's a top five corner in the NFL. Is I guess what I'm trying yeah. to say. I um, um. I also don't know that Stefan Gilmore at this point is ninety one. Is one of is one of the top. Yeah. No. Five ish uh, corners in the NFL. So I th- I think that's a little bit strong. JC um, should be a little higher. You know who I where I who I'm super happy with their rating? Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon Diggs. Ethan, we're on the same page. That's what dude, I'm talking about. I'm, I was happy too, because like I'm like, dude, if you guys put this guy above him, I like, yeah, he had the most interceptions, but the dude gave up yards, bro. But, so so they they gave him an 85 catching. To me, that is respecting the the ability to go pick off the ball. But Guess what? The thing about playing cornerback is you got to be good in coverage. And they gave him an 82. I'm sorry. They gave him an, a 77 in man coverage and an 87 in zone. I like that. 77 the zone? in man because he got cooked. cooked. He got cooked, bro. Um, I, I I like it. I'm okay with it. I was just like. I, I'm very happy with where he, he got placed. Yeah. Very happy uh, with that. Yeah, I was like, watch them put this guy like a 93 and just be absolute chaos. My God, I would have, I would have, I would have. Do you remember, do you remember literally, because every week he would have an interception for, it was like the first like eight weeks straight. And they were like, Trayvon Diggs, defensive player of the year. And like, there was so much hype about it. But like, you're like, hey guys, like, you also got to look like this dude has given up fucking yards, right? Like, if he didn't have the interceptions, we would have talked about him having one of the worst seasons Ever as a cornerback, like, his um, PFF last year was a fifty-seven. He wasn't good. Yeah, 
Yeah. Like, I don't know what to say. He wasn't good. So I, I, I was, yeah, I was happy with that. Overall, I don't hate. What the about corners? Um, Patrick's uh, Sertan at an eighty-three. I know he, he was I'm a rookie with, last year, I'm right? With that. Yeah, because he had a pretty I good year, but they don't do the year. nothing. They don't amazing. do those jumps for rookies. Like I thought when you were saying, um, when I said AJ uh, Terrell eighty-nine could go maybe like one or two higher, and you said. It was his like rookie year. I thought you were saying, like, I didn't know. I thought last year was his rookie year. And I was like, well, shit, that's actually a huge bump. Like, they don't do rookies like that, you know? Like, it's rare. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I think Sertain's in a good spot. You maybe you could talk about him like an 80 45, but I don't think 83 is anything too disrespectful to him. Yeah. Um, overall, yeah, overall with this list, I don't see a ton of, Names are, I'm like, yo, this dude got housed or something. Yeah. Like that. I mean, I don't like, I guess defensively, I'm not as aware with like stats and things like that defensively as I am offense, mainly because of like fantasy football, you know? Right. Um, and, but like, yeah, I think this list, not terrible. Like, there's, like you said, there's not like those other lists, like, for example, the edge rushers where it's a sore thumb sticking out. You know what I mean? Okay. Here's, here might be, this might be the one that uh, is sticking out to me as most disrespectful. Eric Stokes is 78. He was a rookie for Green Bay last year. Um, I think I think he should be in the low 80s there, similar to where you put Sertain. I, he was kind of on that same same level. So mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm pretty I, that one's that one's one that doesn't sit too too well with me. Um, I mean, we're talking about him as the same overall as like Malcolm Butler at this point in his career. I don't know. I don't. That's I'm not vibing with that. So. Um, Top uh, rookie, by the way, is Sauce Gardner, 78. Derek Stingley, taking a pick ahead of Sauce, is a 77. So just something to throw out there for your own enjoyment. Um, but overall, I, I kind of, I'm kind of happy with where they, where they put the, the corner. So this is not helping our case to put uh, EA on bum status. It's not, but don't worry. We got, we got time. We got yeah, time. We got time. <laughs> we got time. All right, let's uh, let's hit up the interior D line. Uh, this is going to be an opportunity for me to get a little feisty because for some ungodly reason, we're doing the same thing that we do with edges, which is that we're placing them at defensive end when they're really interior defensive linemen because they play in a uh, 3-4. So even if you're a defensive end, you're not at the edge rusher. There's someone rushing outside your shoulder, like on the outside shoulder there. So when you look at just defensive tackles, it's saying Vita Vea is the best defensive tackle in the NFL. And it's like, I'm sorry, did Aaron Donald die? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, they list Aaron Donald at right end. And the maybe that's thing. technically what he plays, but he is, again, this is where Madden needs to, needs to fix. There's edge and there's IDL. Edge, interior defensive line. Both of them play interior defensive line. Put them as interior defensive line. It's not rocket science. Yeah. And because they got, you got, like you said, uh, Cam Hayward, uh, defensive end. Um, who was it? Uh, Kalelis, right? They did him too. Kalelis Campbell was listed at defensive end. Um, Jeff, Jeff Simmons was listed yep. at defensive end. Uh, I'm assuming Akeem Hicks was another one. Akeem Hicks. JJ Watt might technically be lining up inside now. I'm not 100% sure on the Cardinals defense there. Eric Armstead has historically been. Um, a defensive t- uh, tackle, technically, yeah. Brady Jarrett is definitely an interior guy. 
that they list as as an end. Leonard Williams is a defensive end. So it makes that list a little confusing when we're trying to like break down just like the top ten of IDLs. But then you got like you got Donald, you got Cam, you got all these guys. Like you have to like it's like why Madden? Why EA? This this is going to be a, a path toward bum status, and I haven't even talked about the actual rankings. Yes, let's talk about it. All right, let's uh, let's do the rankings. Uh, so, bear with us as we're trying to sort through who's actually yeah, it'll a, be, defensive, uh, a defensive tackle and who's not. You got you got your ratings pulled up. I've got my ratings pulled. Up. All right, I'll take off the defense. I'll take off the right end and just leave the tackles, so you can just read the right ends that. Our oh, tackles I, I, sound good. I, I'm happy to just go through and I'll, I'll oh, start okay. it out. Oh, okay. Aaron, right, Donald, cool. Aaron Donald, 99 overall. Cam Hill, 93. Vita Vea, 93. Jonathan Allen, 92. We've got Chris Jones, 91. DeForest Buckner, 90. Uh, we've got Kenny Clark, 89. Fletcher Cox, 88. Jeff Simmons, 88. Uh, Michael Pierce, 88. Clayus Campbell, 87. Deron Payne, 87. And then, again, depending on J.J. Watt, also in 87, uh, Armstead 86. So those are the guys that filter into the top 20 of defensive linemen. And Quinnen Williams is tied with an 86 as well. Oh, thank you. Yes. I love yes. that guy. I love that guy. Quinnen, as a personality, Quinnen is just dude, great. He is the best, right? He's just like, he sneezes and he's like, bless you. Thank you. Like, dude, <laughs> that is like some of the best. That was some of the, that was the best thing ever. I was just like, this guy's great. I love this guy. He's just a good time, man. Like I, I, I wish Quinn and Williams was in a place that actually appreciated him. Hey, maybe New York, since Zach Wilson's a dog now, maybe this is just a shift in the Jets. You know, I'm not getting my hopes up. <laughs> yeah, he may, right. he may, he may be a dog, but uh, I'm sorry, he may be a dog, but got to win football games first. Yeah, to yeah. truly earn it. Um. um in terms of ratings here, like, again, not a super big issue. I think there's, I guess my thing is the gap between Aaron Donald and, and the next Cam guy. Hayward. Yeah. I know Aaron Donald is going to go down as one of the best five defensive players ever. And I'm fine with that. I guess I'm just to say that the next best interior guy is six overall worse feels strong. Because I guess when I view Aaron Donald, he to me, he could probably push him above a 99, and that's not possible. So that's yeah. kind of the problem. Like, like Aaron Donald, to me, is more like a 105 kind of vibe. And then you could be like, well, Vita Vea or Cam Hayward, whoever you want to throw in there, just because they're the next two that Madden put in there. Maybe they're more like 96s. Yeah. I want to... Let me pull up uh, Donald's... Like His stats are just like... Insane, right? He's got an 82 speed, 90 acceleration, 99 strength, 86 agility, 99 awareness. Like, and then you got a 93 tackle, a 97 tuck, uh, toughness. He's even got, let's see, the uh, IBL 93. 93 impact block. That's, pa- that's sick. Dude. Power move, 99. Finesse oh move, 97. Um, uh, the, the bull rush, 97. The pursuit, 98. Oh, block shedding, yeah. 98 ninety nine. I mean, it's oh my god. I mean, oh, everything oh, in his power, category. Power eighty nine. Hit power eighty nine. Pretty, pretty much everything in his category at that position is like ninety nine. Again, if you could go above ninety nine overall, he would have. Aaron Donald is a created player in Madden. 
Oh my. Yeah, basically. Except except the the only difference is that if he was a creative player, we would have made him like seven feet tall and like 350 <laughs> pounds. And he's like 6'1". And he's like, like 295. Yeah. yeah. Of just pure muscle though, bro. I mean, he benches like he's, 500 pounds. So yoked. I mean, this Dude, is... I mean, this is stupid. Him, him, and Nick Chubb should just go lift together. Like, dude, geez. did you that video of Nick yeah. Chubb squatting? Oh my god, dude! Yeah. Oh, that bar was like, dude. The bar became a U almost. Yes. Oh my god, it was stupid. It was and like, he, he didn't even struggle with it. Didn't even, didn't even, dude. Nick Chubb, man. I mean, is he gonna? That's what I'm saying. Him, him, and Aaron Donald just go lift together, bro. Like these guys, these guys are yoked, dude. Just, I mean, and then honestly, Eckler is a, one of the strong. I remember I've seen like interviews. Dude, they were saying Austin Eckler. Oh they were saying God. he. They were saying he is like the strongest guy in the team. You get those three right there, dude. If, if dude on the team, are you serious? It's something like that. Like, dude. I mean, his and it was oh insane. God. I was like, holy shit. And they just saw videos. Like they were just talking about him lifting and shit. And they were like, Hold, like you just, I have to find the interview for you or whatever. But like you work out with those three guys. You're, you're not walking out of there. You're dying. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're dying. Yep. You're going to have a heart attack after the first workout. Like there's be like, they're like, this is our warm up, man. This is, this is going to be a tasteless joke. So I am so sorry for anyone that. <laughs> Do you remember the USC running back? Like, you probably don't because I forgot you're ch- a child compared to me. Okay. Um, this is like 15 years ago now. I think, his name, I think it was Joe McKnight, maybe. And he was bench pressing and he dropped the bar on his neck. Oh, and God. And like almost died. So the... the, the spotter? The, yeah, spotter failed epically. But oh, what I was... I thought you were about to say he just casually just curled it. And I was like, holy shit. No, that would have been dope, though. Uh, no, my, my, my tasteless joke is that would have been me, but I would have actually died. <laughs> uh, hey, if there's an opportunity for a joke, say it, you know? I'm so sorry if that, if that was... Because uh, I, I bet there's one or two people that find it funny, and you're like, you know what? That made my day right there. Hey. I'm here for that. That's literally that's literally what I do. Um, okay, defensive interior defensive lineman rankings. Jeff Simmons is too low. 88 is not uh, respectful of how good of a player he is. He definitely needs to be in the 90s. Fletcher Cox, I'd put him in the 90s, but maybe you're running into like an age concern with him. I feel like that's the only thing that would keep him below the 90 overall. You're just kind of like, oh, yeah. yeah, he might not be. He might. The, He's not the what athletic, he has been. The athletic you know? ratings are 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 kind of falling off a little bit. Um, you know what? DeForest Buckner is a little disrespected here too. Ninety yeah. overall, that's like a ninety-five. Yeah, he's a, he's a beast. He's an absolute beast. So, um, I'm not. This is not like, a great list in in my opinion overall with the IDLs, um, which goes beyond the position uh, position concerns that I have. Uh, just in terms of the actual ratings, I, I don't think it's like. God awful, but I don't think they did a good job either. Yeah. It's not the worst. Oh, it's not the worst. We we definitely covered worse ones last week and we will cover worse ones today. Yes. You want to move on to the O-line? Let's do O-line. Uh we're I think we got time that we can at least do tackles versus in guards. 
Okay. Uh, we don't have to break it down, break it down fully in terms of um, centers and then guards as well. But let's do right tackle, left tackle All right. uh, as our starting point here. And go ahead and break us down who are the top 10 offensive tackles in Madden this season. All right. Here are our top 10. We got Trent Williams, um, member of the 99 club. You got Tyron Smith, um, 95. David Bakhtari, 94. Taron Armstead, 93. Lane Johnson, 92. Tristan Werps, 91. Ronnie Stanley, 90. Ryan Ramchick, 89. Laramie Tunsil, 88. And then Lael Collins, 87. Holy shit, there's a bangle on this list? Yeah, bro, he's number 10. And let's see the next lift. Is there any other? Nope, there's no one else tied for a uh, top 10. This is music to my ears. I haven't seen this since Andrew Whitworth was in uniform. Oh. <laughs> Thank Jesus. How do you feel about it, though? You you like the list? There's a, there's what? There's one, two, three. There's seven three, four, in the five, 90s. Six. Seven in the 90s and above for tackles, left and right. Feels low. Feels low. Uh, Ryan Ramchak, definitely disrespected. That dude is not a yeah, dude. He's a stud. A beast, bro. He's a stud. Uh, Tyron Smith not, as the second best. Actually, let me let me take it even a step back there. The top two players both being like decently over the age of 30 at this point very much surprises me. Mm-hmm. Trent Williams, I think, is 32 now. And I, how old's Tyron Smith? I feel like Tyron Smith is like 34. So, like, we're not talking about guys that just hit 30. Oh, Tyron Smith is only 31. Dude, he, I feel like he's been around for forever. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, okay, he was. He was super young when he came out. This is his 12th season. Dang. He was super young when he came out. Um, and then uh, Trent, just to be sure that we get this right, is 33. 34. He's 34. So I, I had it backwards, I guess, is what, what okay. ended up being. Trent Williams is 34. Tyron Smith is 31. So two older guys being at the top of the list definitely surprises me. Um, I don't have any issue with Trent Williams being number one. Dude's ridiculous. The yeah. fact that he's doing it at 34 makes it even more impressive. Um Overall, I, I don't. Again, Ryan Ramchek is the biggest. Like, mm, I think you got something wrong here. Uh, Tyron Smith. I don't like saying dude should be worse, but I I think ninety five is high for him. Um, yeah. At this point in his career, let me look at the next page here of ten. Um, oh man, Rob Havenstein at eighty five. I think that's too high. Rayshon Slater at eighty four is disrespectful. He was one of the best three. Oh, you're right. Yeah. He was one of the best three uh, offensive play rookies last year, in my opinion. It was him because he was um, that rookie. You know, they it was just him, don't Creed Humphrey and uh, and Jamar. They don't they don't show the rookies any love unless you're Odell. I mean, basically, but like yeah. legitimately, Rayshon Slater should be. He doesn't. I, I wouldn't put him in the nineties necessarily, but I think eighty seven, eighty eight. Yeah, yeah. Brian O'Neill is also kind of low for me at eighty three. I think he's uh, really really good, um, which is a weird thing because he was supposed to be like low-key not good uh yeah. a lot of people were like why the hell is minnesota taking this and he's just been super steady and super good so um i think i'm, I'm okay bakhtari is a bet like bakhtari when healthy back area ahead of tyron smith yeah. yeah but i think it was because he he missed so much i think he missed all last year he right missed a ton of time last year same yeah with, i think that's why, so i'm okay with that 
Same with Armstead. I think he probably would have gotten a little bit better rating if he hadn't missed yeah. much time last year. Yeah. Lane Johnson, I think age is, is a concern. I don't know. I think that's probably what's holding him back from a better rating. Um, Tristan Wurst probably, I think, probably could be bumped up. Yeah, absolutely. I don't hate, I don't was... hate the 91, uh, but I think he's probably a little better than that. Ronnie Stanley at right after him probably too high considering how much time he's missed over the last couple of years. But this may be the same thing that we talked about with CMC, which was when on the field, he's really good. He just isn't on the field much. And that's the biggest issue here. Yeah. That seems to be the case with a lot of these dudes. I hate, uh, I hate what I hate seeing is I not seeing any of the Browns on there anymore. You know, you just don't see it as often besides Joel now. Yeah. Not at the tackle position. Um, which we had, um, Jedrick Wills is an 80, uh, and Conklin is a 79. Yeah. But yeah. Joe Thomas was like steady high, high nineties. Yeah. So it's like, cause Conklin, I, get it. I think on Conklin a couple of years ago on Madden, he was like, uh, 87. He was, he was high. Really I mean, solid. Really I mean solid. for the like two years, like not last year, but the last, the two years before that, that O line was just, was nice. I mean, we still it's had one of the best last game. year. Yeah. But Madden we'll rating wise, it was like one of the best. I've seen the, uh, at least where the Browns interior guys are. I think you'll be pretty happy with where the, uh, the rest of that group lines up, but yeah, uh, it is a little strange seeing that. Um, let's just, you know, let's just jump to it. Let's just jump to it. Uh, unless you've got any, anything else you want to kind of point out with the uh, offensive tackles. Um, no, I'm as, all good. As, as we've kind of said across the board here, um, they didn't screw it up necessarily, but they, they, I still have some issues with it. Like it's, it's imperfect. Yeah. I like All it. Right, um, we'll do, we'll do entire interior uh, guards good. and centers. Um, and I will go ahead and run you down that Zach Martin, 98 Quentin Nelson, 95 Corey Lindsley, 91 Jason Kelsey, 90 Joel Batonio, 90 Ryan Jensen, 90 Rodney Hudson, 89 Wyatt Teller, 89 Joe Tooney, 88, and Brandon Scherf, 87 to round out your top 10. You got um, two guys with have, 87 yeah, as well. Rag, Frank Ragno, 87, and Shaq Mason also at 87. Um, I'll quickly say, just since I'm on the second page here, um, Ragnow would have been higher if he hadn't missed so much time last year to do, due to injury. Creed Humphrey, wildly disrespected at 86. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was one of the best five offensive linemen in football last year, you could argue. Yeah. And you got like, him at 86. Come on. He's like, to me, he's another guy that should be in the, into the nineties. Yeah. Um, at least, at least put him in the same bucket at, at, like, at least bump him up to, to high eighties, uh, from where he's at. Like that, that to me was a little harsh on him. Like no disrespect to Rodney Hudson. Who's been a, a very steady and talented center throughout his career. He's in his like mid thirties now. I've taken Creed Humphrey 10 out of 10 times over Rodney Hudson. Like, yeah, offensive guy. absolutely. It's just, it's just that that's, it's that point in his career. And Creed Humphrey was awesome. Who was, um, who was that one? Do you ever see that video of the one, uh, O lineman and he was training for the combine and he was like chucking a tree. You know what I'm talking about? No, I'll have to find the video. I don't know who it was. I think he might be like, I'll find out after we go offline and show you. But I, I if I'm not mistaken, I, I have a, I feel like it was like Creed Humphrey or something like that. Honestly, I don't know though. 
Oh, you yeah, you're gonna have to find it because I I'm, man, I don't even know what to look for here. <laughs> um, I mean, that wouldn't surprise me. Creed Creed's like a he looks like a big old country boy. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, that's kind of true. A lot with a lot of these uh, interior yeah. guys, they all look Dude. like they all look like they're they're big old farmers. You know? Yeah, and then Wyatt Taylor, I've seen videos of him just like carrying a crocodile on his back. You know, like. Uh, but you're, what? Yeah, there's there was a video on Twitter because he's he's from like the south and he was like carrying an alligator or something just on like he was alligator hunting and he had one on his back and I was like what the fuck dude like that's my fucking that's my right guard right there holy shit I'm looking at this picture right dude now. That yeah a, that dude's a crazy man yeah you're right though I was happy to see these guys they're eighty nine ninety those are good ratings for them yeah I think that that's that's. I think that's pretty on par with where I would put them. Um, I, maybe you could talk about both of them being bumped up like one or two overall a piece, but where they're at, no real problems. Uh, Joe Tooney, Tooney, I think, is a little a little low. I'd probably bump him up a little bit. Uh, I think Quentin Nelson being not the number one interior guy makes zero sense to me personally. Um, love Zach Martin. Quentin Nelson is that dude. Yeah. He is that guy. Wow. They call him. I'm, I'm, he's uh his nickname is the Pancake Robot. I'm pretty sure. I don't know if that's true, but I'm absolutely gonna go with that because that's sick. Let me look it up real quick. Pancake Robot. I mean, all I'm saying with with the thing with Quentin Nelson, Quentin Nelson is if he played, if he played, not the interior. If he was an offensive tackle, the year he was drafted, I would guarantee you he would have been the number one overall pick. That's how good he is. Yeah, he's. A, Beast. Yeah, I confirmed it. His his nickname is the Pancake Robot. And I also found out it's unbelievable, man. It, it's not Creed Humphrey, uh, the guy that was literally like hitting trees. He would like hike yeah. and like truck a tree. Uh, Broncos O line Quinn Mirners, Mirners, Quinn Miners, Miners. There it is. That's yeah, the guy. He literally there's videos of him out in the woods. He just like set up and just chuck a tree, dude. That How man fucking is, cool is that? Did you did you ever see the pictures of him from the Senior Bowl when he was there? Oh, is it got the crop top? Like, yes. Yeah. And he, and he, like, oh, you see a lot, like, look at the picture of Wyatt Teller carrying the croc. Like, he's just yoked. Like, he doesn't look like he has a gut. Quinn Miners had a, had a gut on him. So he was, like, wearing this crop top and just, like, this flab of fat just, like, yeah. shaking underneath. It. Oh, oh, dude. You love to see it. I love when the big boys do that, man. It's oh, chef's kiss. Yes. Need it. Need more of it. Um, yeah, uh, I I don't I don't have a ton to say. Like it's weird. The thing that uh, that we noticed before popping on, um, the number of guys in the '90s on across the entire offensive line was only 13. Yeah, I know we have an, an, I know we have an offensive line problem in the NFL. Like, not a lot of faith put into these guys because clearly there are not math here uh 32 times 560 uh worthy starters across the nfl and that's the problem is that you have guys starting who are not deserving of it there just aren't better options yeah and but that doesn't mean that of those 160 like less than 10 percent of them are like elite you know exactly I find that to be very strange that we have do you know, um, 13 guys there. What I see a lot of in Madden, because I do a lot of like fantasy drafts in Madden. And when you draft your linemen, because you know, usually you take like your quarterbacks, running backs, receivers first, maybe a lineman, especially if they're like the 99 or 
like a 95 or higher. But right. you'll see in a lot of the later rounds, there are so many O-linemen with like a 76 to a 79 rating. Like it's, they hate, it, it, like it's the 70s are like their favorite numbers for rating O-linemen. Like you'll see a fair amount of 80s and above, and then you'll see a decent amount of 90s and above. But the 75 through 79, it's like, dude, filthy. Well, and it's even funnier when you think about the fact that like the edge rushers, not even talking interior, like interior guys, just the edge rushers, I think had more 90 overall players than the entire offensive line, which is just like that. That is crazy. It, it, I mean, it shows how good the pass rushing situation is across the NFL, um, but it's not. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's weird seeing the offensive lineman. I don't know if disrespected necessarily is... is Not appreciated enough. Not appreciated is exactly how to phrase it. They are, they are not getting enough appreciation when they are good. The, the only ones that are getting appreciated are the true all-pro first-team guys, and then the rest of them are kind of like, yeah, you're fine. Yeah. And I don't... I don't, I don't they're like, they're like you get the job done. Yeah, I don't love that. I don't we love, love we love the big boys, dude. I mean, and we're not even always. honestly. I don't even think we're being like. Yeah, we could be biased towards big big boys, but we're not being biased right now. Like they just they're not as appreciated as they should be. You know, you can't tell me that there are only thirteen elite offensive linemen across the entire NFL. I just I won't buy that. Like I I, I think it's okay to say that there are maybe of the starters, maybe only half of them are good. Yeah, that seems that's fine. Or, or like maybe you less got, than half are good. But to say, but to talk about the the top tier guys, the guys you, that absolutely dominate every single week. To say that there's basically like barely ten of them. I don't know. I, I, that you seems, got that seems weird to me. Yeah, you got thirteen guys right across all five positions, all thirty two teams. Basically, that average is like you can't round up a guy, right? You got. Two guys, you're saying you're telling me there's two guys for every position that are above a 90 and higher for all 32 teams across the league. That's that's you know what I mean? Like that's just you know what I'm saying? Like two there's two guys, like if you were to average it out, two guys at each position, 90 and higher, because the two times five would make oh. ten. Yeah. Across all 32 teams, you know? Okay, I see I see what, what you're saying. Like I mean, but yeah, basically, we're talking about again less than ten percent of starting yeah. offensive linemen are the top of the end, or like are are worthy of. I don't even want to say elite because elite would be like ninety five and above. But just to get into like great status, you're telling me there's less than than ten percent of the league. No, I don't. Know. That's that 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 feels a little harsh. And again, I know we we have an offensive line problem. So, uh, you're you're heading in the wrong direction, EA. We're about to get to the worst of it. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Break it down. All right, you want, me to, you want me to name off the top ten? I, I want you to name the top ten. I want All right, to name the top 10. There's a lot of disrespect on this list. All right, so rounding out at number one, you got Tom Brady with a 97. You got Aaron Rodgers with a 96. You got Pat Mahomes with a 95. You have Josh Allen with a 92. Joe Burrow 90. Dak. <laughs> Dak Prescott, 89. Justin Herbert, 88. Lamar, wait, wait, 80, wait. What was that? Was 88. 
Justin oh, Herbert. Oh. <laughs> I, I was told Justin Herbert's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. We got That's La- Lamar Jackson, 87. Russell Wilson, 87. Matthew Stafford, 85. And then the next list is Deshaun at 84. Kyler at 84. Derek Carr, 83. Ryan Tannehill, 83. Matt Ryan, 81. Kirk Cousins, 80. Mac Jones, 78. Baker, 77. Jimmy G, 77. Jameis Winston, 76. That's your top 20. QBs. Basically, basically, they said that only half the QBs in the NFL are good. Okay. I just want to be... Because that's that's kind of the way I'm looking at it is like, again, elite is like 95 and above. Great is uh, 90 to 95. Very good is like 85 to 90. And then good is like 82 uh, to 85. And then everything below that is either average, below average, that kind of thing. So like, yeah. you're basically saying half the NFL quarterbacks are even good. Yeah. Which is wild. So, I'm fine with Brady being number one at 97. I'm not. You're not? To be honest, I'm not. Not. Uh, but I'll, I'll tell you what. If Brady's 97, Rodgers has got to be at 97 or better. Thank you. Thank because, you. like, yeah, Brady had an MVP season last year, but Rodgers won the MVP. But, like, I'm fine with Brady uh, at a 97. As long, yeah. Like, back to back. As long, like, I'm fine with Brady at a 97 because he did have an amazing year, but you can't have Aaron Rodgers under him. You know what I mean? Like, you just, yeah. you got to make him equal or higher. You know what I mean? I, I, that's one problem 40, right there. You can't tell me 44 year old Tom Brady is a better quarterback at this point in his career than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I just, I'm not going to buy into that. I guess, I mean, he got more yards bigger. and more touchdowns, but like, Aaron Rodgers is like just he is he is a more talented quarterback. Tom Brady got more yards and more touchdowns because he had a better receiving court. Now it doesn't mean he has the best receiver. That was Devontae Adams, but th- it was Devontae Adams and nobody. This, and, yeah, and that's who Aaron Rodgers had to throw to. Tom Brady had Mike Evans. He had Rob Gronkowski, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown. He had Tyler Johnson, Cam Bray, OJ Howard, like all his running backs. He had, a, he had a, a great list of running backs. And not that Aaron didn't. Uh, Aaron had uh, A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones, who were awesome as well. But That's it. I'm just saying, man, like Tom Brady's list of weapons that he could rely on was way bigger than Rodgers. I, I, I think I'm just. So they got Tom Brady with a 99 awareness and Rodgers with a 97. Rodgers is a 90. Rodgers is a 99 awareness. Yeah. Yeah. I, like if you watch, like they they don't watch the man play on the field. Like he's the smartest quarterback in the league right now, and we'll go down as like one of the smartest. Well, you know, you know what I mean. Like I think Tom Brady having a throw power of ninety two at this point in his career is high. It should be an 89, 88. I'm just saying, Joe Burrow's got an eighty seven in this, and I don't think I don't think Brady's got that much better of an arm than Burrow. I I feel like. I feel like high eighties is the right spot to put Brady. And then you, the other big thing that, um, that sits well with that with Tom compared to Aaron Rodgers is all the different throw accuracies. 99 short for Tom 96 for Aaron, uh, from the middle throws 96 to 93 in favor of Tom deep throws 95 to 91 in favor. Okay. No, Aaron's a, Aaron's a 99 and deep. I'm just telling you what it says. And then, Play action, uh, play action rating, 99 for Tom, 95 for Aaron. <sighs> disrespectful. When it you break, when you, when you break it down like that, it is disrespectful. It's disrespectful. Uh, like I'm, I'm okay with 97 for Tom, but Aaron's got to be equal or higher. You can't, you can't put him under. 
I I I would have I would bump Tom down a couple. I I think ninety seven is respectful because he's the goat, but it's not accurate. Yeah, it, you're you're giving him more respect than he deserves because he's the greatest quarterback. Yeah, yeah, you're not most wrong accomplished, there. most accomplished quarterback that's ever played the game. Aaron Rodgers should be higher than him at this point in his career. I would even argue Pat Mahomes should be higher than him at this point in his career because again, we're talking about building the players based off these individual ratings. Patrick Mahomes' arm strength should be significantly higher than Tom's. It was only five difference. And and Patrick Mahomes as an athlete is significantly better than Tom. Yeah. That would be the other thing. So like, yeah. when you start putting some of this together, I'm fine with the maybe some lower ratings with uh, Mahomes when it comes to some of his accuracy stuff. Yeah. But I think that would re- that would kind of balance itself out and he should at least be equal with Tom. Um, I mean, I will say as I'm kind of going down this list, an awareness uh, for Josh Allen of 86 might be pretty disrespectful there. Dude, Josh Allen having a 92 overall is super disrespectful. Yeah. We, oh, by the way, we were we were correct. 99 throw power for Josh Allen and yeah. uh, 97 for Pat Mahomes. Yeah. Like Cannon, Howitzers. Josh Allen had an amazing year last year. Like he had a great year. He he balled out and like he he ran the ball well. He had like almost a thousand yards rushing. He had like eight hundred, I think, with like eight TDs plus all. I mean, yeah, he threw some interceptions, but like he threw yards, bro. Like, yeah, like what quarterback does throw picks every now and then. Josh was um, three, four, five, six, eight in yards. Right, he had. 36 Which doesn't, TDs. doesn't factor in the fact that he's also a threat with his legs. So he uh-huh. missed out on some potential passing yards because he was picking up rushing yards. He had, I think he had almost 800 rushing yards and I think he had eight rushing TDs. Dude, if, if this is where Madden got like, I guess if you look at his ratings, not as great as Tom with the yards and TDs and like interception ratio, but he is that threat on, with his legs. But if Madden doesn't do off statistics, they do it off their ratings. Josh Allen's ratings should just naturally be higher if you're going off of the type of player he is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Better athlete, stronger arm. Um, and he's not so bad, in my opinion, in the accuracy department that he should be, um, that we should be like knocking him for it. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, so yeah, I think Josh got disrespected. I don't. I think Joe's right where he should be. As we're kind of going down the list here, I think '90s pretty spot on with kind of where I would put him. Um, I have some. I, I do have some arguments to make about some individual stats. Like I think his um, deep accuracy was a little unfair. They gave him in '86, and he was one of the best deep ball throwers in the NFL last year. In ter- um, so I pr- I would bump that up, and you could probably balance that out by saying that. Um, oh, you know what? His awareness, instead of being 92, is like a, a 90 or something. So yeah, I, I don't think you need to change his overall. I just think some of the individual ratings might not be perfect. Um, Dak Prescott, I'm very torn here. He shouldn't be higher than Herbert. I don't think he should be higher than Herbert. I'm, I struggle with it because I hear you. I really hear you. And my gut says you're right. But at the same time, when I sit back and I think about it, I'm like, Dak carries D- Dallas every single week. He does. Because, because that defense, unless they're getting turnovers, isn't good. And it's not like the running game has been 
wildly reliable. In a lot of cases, they're putting up points because Dak is doing work. So I'm very torn in this. In the end, I probably lean into, he's probably right about where he should be. Um, but I could, I, I, I don't, I don't think I'd be angry if you bumped him down like an overall or two. Yeah. Um, and and kind of with Herbert, I, it's the same thing in reverse. It's like, I don't hate where Herbert's at. Um, and I don't even say that as like trash talk. I, I, I think Herbert being in the top 10 quarterbacks is obviously true. I think he's below the players he should be behind with the exception of maybe Dak. Um, in the end, I probably would put him and Joe as the same overall. That's they just, yeah. They, they're both great. They just do two it. different players. Very you different. Got, you get you give Justin a little bit better athletic numbers. Definitely give him the throwing power um, that he deserves. And then Joe, it's all about the accuracy and awareness with him. Yeah. Uh, one argument I did see on quarterbacks that I want to talk about: throwing power should be split into two different stats. You should have a throwing power that uh, is focusing on distance and throwing power focusing on velocity. I, I like dude, that. Some dudes can chuck it a mile, but the speed on the ball isn't going to be what you would expect for someone who can chuck it that far. And it's the same thing, vice versa. Like Joe Burrow, maybe you could say, well, he doesn't have the strongest arm in terms of um, distance in, certain, in terms of distance, but he can, he can zip it in there when needed to, or something, you know, maybe Joe's a bad example, but you kind of get what I'm saying. Like yeah. in the end, to me, I think that's a very reasonable conversation to say like, Hey, this is how we kind of, give people their due uh, when it comes to how they throw the ball. Strong arm, but is it strong in both departments? Is it only strong in terms of distance? Is it only strong uh, in terms of speed? Like That, to me, I think it would be a really interesting conversation. Um, most disrespected quarterback on this list, I'm going to say it right now, is Matt Stafford. Okay. I, I think I partially agree with that. I think he is one of the most disrespected. I think I'll save my next guy that I think was... Oh was the most disrespected on the list. But Matthew Dash Stafford... Are you going to say Malik Willis? No, 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 no. I'm not going to say Malik Willis, <laughs> all right? But Matthew Stafford was extremely disrespected. All right, let's go over the numbers, That's right? Super Bowl champion Matt Stafford, which hurts me to say, but I also do love Matt Stafford. I am a fan of him. We got Matt Stafford in third with passing yards at 4,800. Um, 67% completion rating. Uh, not not bad. So I think that might put him at top five, maybe top top 10 for sure. 41 passing touchdowns, 17 interceptions, 102 rating. And you got him at an 85. Yeah, dude. What? I, Matt Stafford literally in Detroit, his whole career takes the Rams to the Super Bowl and wins it his first year with the Rams. Yes. The Rams have a stack team, but like the Rams had a stack team when Jared Goff was there. They didn't do, they didn't do, they didn't do shit in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, quickly, as I'm as we're, as I'm thinking about it, because Matt Stafford should be in the ninety club, he should easily be a ninety overall, easily. The fact that we only have five quarterbacks rated ninety overall or above is disrespectful to the position. Yeah, exactly. Because I said this, uh, I think sometime off air last year. Like usually, Madden had like they're generous with quarterback ratings. They give a lot of guys like the benefit of doubt Way and like apparently. put them at the night. Yeah, and this freaking list is just garbage, bro. It's pretty bad. It's pretty pretty damn bad. Like Matt Stafford, eighty five is no chance. No chance. Okay. I, I'm not buying that. You got Ryan Tannehill, eighty three. He is two under Matthew Stafford. 
make it make sense, EA. Make it make sense. Matthew, Ryan Tannehill was fucking garbage last year, man. You have Derek Carr and Ryan Tannehill the same rating. That is disrespectful to Derek Carr. That is garbage. That is hot garbage. Ryan Tannehill, I, I had every expectation he would be over an 80. I didn't think it would be three overall over an 80. I would have put... I don't see how you can say that Ryan Tannehill is not in the same bucket as Mac Jones at a 78, Jimmy Garoppolo at a 77, Baker Mayfield at a 77. Like, that's exactly where, where Ryan Tannehill should be. Derek Carr probably needs to be in at least the mid-80s, if not higher. Derek Carr, I don't think he's great, but he put up, he put up numbers last year, man. Like, he was... In terms of uh, in terms of production, I would have put Derek Carr well above Kyler Murray, who choked down the stretch of the season, and I would have put him over Deshaun for sure, who hasn't played in two years. Yep. So we don't even know what kind of player we're necessarily getting anymore. Uh, I I would have Derek Carr over Russell right now. At least here's the thing. Here's how we're the same. I would have you know. I would have started the season with Derek Carr above Russell Wilson. Not like crazy, but not like, you know, three, four or five overall above him. Just like maybe one overall above Russell. And then as the season goes, when you, if you see Russell, Russell's balling and Derek's not, swoop flop that bad boy. Exactly. All right. Now, are you ready for, I think, who was the most disrespected or uh, maybe tied? I will, I will quickly also say Kyler Murray does not have a weaker arm than Deshaun Watson. That's hot garbage. What's uh, Deshaun, the power? Deshaun Watson got a 93. Kyler Murray got a 90. Deshaun Watson should not have a throwing power in the 90s. He can, he can launch it and zip it. I'm, I'm talking about, I'm talking, I'm talking about Murray. Oh yeah. 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 I, Deshaun, Deshaun's Deshaun, pro- Deshaun can zip it, but I don't know how, how far he can throw it. Deshaun's biggest issue coming out of Clemson. And I know it's been over five years now since he's, since he was at Clemson, but his biggest issue, hit the biggest question mark with him was the arm strength. And you're telling me that he's got like a top seven or eight arm in the NFL? No. I've seen like over the last few years, I've seen him zip it some, but to say it's over Kyler, no. Because Kyler, I mean, he's got a better, he's got the same throwing power as Aaron Rodgers. Oh, God, I'm going to throw up, dude. Yeah. I'm going to throw up. That's disrespectful to A-Rod. That's what I'm saying, man. Like, that's an easy fix. You just bumped Deshaun down. Like, I would have put it at an at an 89. I think more. They love Deshaun though, because before Deshaun and all these things came out, Deshaun was like a 90, 92 each year. You know, like they loved him. Sure, sure. Um, All right, give me your give me your most disrespected quarterback. Uh, I'm I'm scrolling through here to see where you might land, and I'm really not sure. You ready? Oh my God, Daniel Jones is a 70? That's nice. That's fitting. Oh my God. Nice job, EA. All right. <laughs> you gotta the, I think the most disrespected, or if not the most, like one of the most, was Kirk Cousins being an 80. And having and that. having said piece of shit, Ryan Tannehill, three over him. Okay. Dude. Okay. First of all. Kirk Cousins threw for like almost 600 more yards than Ryan Tannehill, right? He had a 66% completion rating compared to as Ryan's 67. Honestly, there's okay, fine, whatever. 
right? Um, 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Ryan Tannehill, 21 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. QBR rating, 103. Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill, 89. How the fuck is Ryan Tannehill higher than Kirk Cousins and three higher? Kirk Cousins should be like an 84. Ryan Tannehill should be like a 78. I think that, like, I think Matthew Stafford or Ball is most disrespected, but the disrespect becomes where you put Ryan Tannehill with the season he had three over Kirk Cousins with the season he had. That to me is like the most disrespectful thing. I'm kind of wondering if like some athletic ratings really screwed over Kirk. Cause just if you, cause in terms like when I look at throwing power, it's a one difference in favor of Ryan, which is fine. I think that's probably accurate. Um, did they just give Ryan so much love on like accurate? Oh my Ryan Tano. I bet Ryan Tano has a 99 play action or one. I know Kirk Cousins usually a 98, 99 play action. Kirk has a 98, um, 92 for Ryan Tannehill. He Ryan Tan. Okay, Kirk Cousins 90 short accuracy. Ryan Tannehill 94. That's just no. That's just not true. I'm sorry. You throw 21 TDs and 14 interceptions. You don't. You don't have. You don't have a 94 short accuracy. What's the medium? The medium uh, is in favor of Kirk. It is 89 to 86. Uh, and then the... Uh, Tannehill should be an 83. Deep accuracy, 89 for Kirk, 84 for Ryan Tannehill. I, all three of those for Tannehill, you could bump down three or four easily. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. What about awareness? Uh, oh, good question. I should have... Started. If Tannehill has higher awareness, that's fucking rude. That's rude. That is so disrespectful. Who do you What's want? The, I want what you, Kirk Cousins' awareness, and then I'm going to guess Ryan Tannehill's. 74. Are you shitting me? I am not. Kirk Cousins' awareness. Points. Dude, he threw seven interceptions last year. How is that? Dude, he had like, he was probably top five in interceptions, like with lowest amount. Like everyone on this list above him 12, 15, 17, 13, 14. Aaron Rodgers, four. Kirk Cousins, seven. He threw three more interceptions than Aaron Rodgers. And you're telling me the difference in awareness between the two of them is like 25? You haven't even guessed Ryan Tannehill's yet. Is is Ryan Tannehill's an 87? 85. Get the fuck out of here, dude. What is that? Holy shit. EA, bum. Bum. Chalking it up. I'm shocking the bum status. So fucking disrespectful to Kirk Cousins, man. I, I, I was Kirk on Cousins, the border. Dog. I was on the I was on the border of bum status, and I was gonna be like, you know what? If Ethan feels bum, we'll do bum. If Ethan doesn't feel bum, we're not doing bum. You immediately jump in, you just go bum, and I'm like, we're doing bum. Let's let's fucking go, dude. So disrespectful. Matthew Stafford gets it a bum status right there because of that, and then you got that disrespect of Tannehill over Kirk Cousins. That is. How does Kirk Cousins have a 70? How does, how? Make it make sense. Kirk Cousins has a worse awareness rating than Kyler Murray. He has a lower awareness rating compared to Jameis Winston. Dude led the league in interceptions like two years ago with like 30. Well, he couldn't see in his defense. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So so that bumps the awareness down some. Um, Lower... Lower awareness than Tua. Lower awareness than Trevor Lawrence. Oh, my God. Dude, Kirk Cousins was fourth in QBR last year. Fourth. 
Yo, this is disrespectful to Malik Willis. What he they has do? A Forty-three awareness. What? <laughs> Forty-three? Oh my god! What's his overall? That uh, Malik Willis's overall is seventy-one. Sorry, I jumped uh, ahead there. He is a sixty-nine. Second highest rookie uh, quarterback rating behind Des Ritter. Ready? Had a 69? Nice. That is nice. See, I, I saw Kenny Pickett's a 68. That's why, the, that's why they gave him the 43 awareness, so he would stick right at 69 overall. Yeah. Dude, you know, the aware- you know what? You know what? EA, you're getting back in my good graces a little bit. Nope. Fuck no. Nope. 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 Oh, I'm, they, haven't, they haven't gotten off bum status, but they're, but they're making me feel a little bit better. If, just throwing it out there. I just... this. So disrespectful, bro. My I, do you think Teddy Bridgewater is better than Jalen Hurts? No. They hate Jalen Hurts for some reason, bro. I've never seen him above an 80 on Madden. And I'm like, the guys you give 80s and higher and you don't put this guy on there, it, does, it doesn't make sense. Throw power 86. Do they just, do they trash his, like, oh, his... His awareness is 69. His, his, the awareness his, accuracy, is, his accuracies are pretty pretty rough too. 87 short, 82 medium, 80 deep, uh, 82 play action, 83 throw on the run for a dude with his athleticism. All right, whatever. Jalen Hurts got disrespected. At least at least an 80, I, I mean, would like to think. He's not terrible. If you put Ryan Tannehill. Carson Wentz got disrespected, man. Like Carson Wentz isn't necessarily <laughs> good. But a 73 is harsh, bro. 70, dude, when, um, what was it? When Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson, when they were rookies, Trevor got a 76 rookie rating. And he stayed there. And he stayed Stay there. right there, Trevor. But, but usually the rookie, like, dude, guys like that, they don't usually, veterans, they don't put lower than like 75, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, this is odd, man. Like, Jared Goff's a 72, that's fine. Um, that's that's so that's disrespectful. <laughs> he's not, he's not an eighty by any means. But you're not you can't tell me Jared Goff is a worse quarterback than Teddy Bridgewater. That okay. Absolutely. That's 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 a good point. That's a good point. This There's is just no a, chance that I'm going to get behind that. And you can you know what I would I would put J- Jared Goff and Jimmy Garoppolo are the same quarterback. I'm saying it right now. They're the same quarterback. Yeah. Jared Goff. If you're putting Jimmy Garoppolo at a 77, Jared Goff should be a 77. Um. Joe Flacco so that, still on. Is Joe Flacco is Joe Flacco f- still in the league? Yeah, he's. I mean, if he's still in the game, then he's a sixty-six. He's <laughs> I think that. Yeah, I think they retained him for in uh, New York. Oh yeah, Jordan loves a sixty-six. Drew Locks a sixty-six. That's disrespectful to other players that are actually. To, um, uh, ready, to put Jordan Love. To put Jordan Love at sixty-six is disrespectful to people below him. Uh, yeah, Case Keenum, 65. I would take Case Keenum in a heartbeat over Jordan Love. Right? I would take Case Keenum over Joe Flacco, Drew Locke, Sam Howe, Gardner Minshew, Tyler Huntley, Matt Corral, Kenny Pickett, Nick Foles. Those guys are all higher than him. Case Keenum, literally, when he played last year, he was not bad. You know what I mean? Like, Okay, I got to I gotta tell you this. <laughs> Nathan Peterman's a 49. <laughs> that's so bad man oh gosh holy shit that's oh that's woof woof EA you are a real disappointment that is this is not a good list this is not a good list there's, what do you there's think, really no way around it 
what do you think was the most disrespectful list? Wide receivers or quarterbacks or safeties or edges? It's probably quarterbacks. I think, I think, yeah, it's up there for sure. Easily. Um, I think, I think top three quarterbacks, man, I'm trying not to get too blinded by my Jamar chase. Conversation, but that sticks out like a sore thumb for everybody. He's so bad. And the JJ disrespect, bro. Oh, and putting and putting D Hop at a ninety six. It's up there, bro. It's top three. It's top three. I top three is probably quarterback, wide receiver, edge. Um, mm, you could put safety over edge. I think I think safety's over edge. I think I still think TJ Watt might be the most disrespected and player in Madden. But other but, than the re- the rest of the ratings, they're not terrible for the edges. They weren't good, but they yeah. Are, but the safeties were those were garbage. And Minka at an eighty nine, dude. Minka's not even a top ten safety in this. What what is Jamar's this? like the twentieth best receiver? You shut your mouth. Hey, I'm I'm just spitting out facts from Madden right now, dude. Madden doesn't know shit. That's why they're not, bum status. Bum status. So we end this fucking week's episode. Hey, Bum status. Hey, You've earned that shit. Kirk, Kirk Cousins and Matthew Stafford, dogs. They you got are, they got are, extremely disrespected. You are speaking to my fandom as my second NFL team being uh, the Lions. So I do have some love for Matt Stafford. And my college team being Michigan State where Kirk Cousins went. You are speaking to my fandom. So I appreciate that. I can't believe Kirk Cousins got so disrespected, man. 74 this puts oh this puts God. this puts Ryan Tannehill on my my like bottom of the bum status like I mean dude. this is now it's not Ryan's now, fault but we've now crowned four people into bum status we got Ryan Tannehill Rod Rod Wood yeah EA who's the other guy and uh, Jack Del Rio Jack Del Rio that's right four bums we got some dogs though we got some dogs. We got some dogs. We got plenty of dogs. Let's go. Uh, I I will say this is some we can get excited for next week because we, I expect we'll have big news regarding training camps since they are oh, yeah. kicking off this week. Maybe even um, the final verdict of a hearing for said Deshaun Watson. We were supposed to hear who that knows? Like two weeks ago. That's so what I'm saying. I'm who, who, who knows when it's fucking coming? Never. It's never coming. He's just going to... Uh, I saw this tweet. It, it's never going to happen. He's just going to play until one day he doesn't. And I was like, you're probably right. It's probably true. Although, wouldn't it be kind of beautiful if they waited to actually announce the, suspen- the suspension after week three of the preseason? So, like, leading up to the first game. And like, don't even... And don't even... Like, I'm sure... I'm assuming their first game's on a Sunday. So don't even do it on like the Tuesday before the game. Do it on like Friday. When oh, they've done all man. the walkthroughs and stuff and just really, really house them and just be like, just, ah, oh, screw them over. You know, I, I love Cleveland, but like everything they've done this offseason besides the Amari Cooper trade was just garbage. I mean, they love and they need, boy JC. They, they JC need to try to go. They need to, they need to hear it, you know? I hope that, I hope, is the first game in Cleveland? Or are they in Carolina for it? I want to say in Carolina. Okay. Well, I'm not, I'm not certain though. Whenever their first home game is, I hope that there are Cleveland, in, uh, Cleveland, 
I almost said Indians. Oh my God. Cleveland Browns fans booing the hell out of this organization. I think they still they, support support the guys on the field and everything, but you need to make sure that the, the front office hears that you are not happy with exactly some, with things that happen. Yeah, like it's not just like a, oh you did this like just let you get away with it and not have like any repercussions, you know? Yeah, yeah. So well, well, I guess, I guess you could just do it at the preseason game at that point. I mean, they'll, they'll have a home preseason. What if they're like throwing milkshakes at Deshaun Watson and stuff, you know, like Andrew Barry and Stefanski walk out and just milkshakes or lettuce are hitting them. I don't hate the idea. <laughs> and be like, I, I like you, I won't but participate you because if I want to go to a game again, I don't want to be, uh, I don't want to be on the list of like, Hey, here's this guy's picture. Should we let him in? No, no, he's on the list. He's on the list. Yeah. I don't want to be on that list. It's all right. It's fine. It's fine. Just it's fine. just do it in like if you wanted to do it, just do it. Just go to a Cleveland game and do it there. So you'll never be able to go to a Cleveland game again, but you can still go to your Cincinnati games. I, I don't like to uh, prevent myself from future games in Cleveland. If I that's, just, that's fair. What, all right. Ethan, what if, what if we want to go to a game together? Come on. That's true. Yeah, we should go to a game together. That'd be fun. And when you move back to Ohio, we're going to a game. We're seeing, so we're seeing my man. We're seeing we're going to get tickets to a Cleveland Cincinnati game. I like it. I'm here for it. That's that's what we're going to do. Um, any any anything else for the episode? Just our usual sending people off. We thank them for we thank you guys for listening. That's what we do. We want to make sure that we do that. Uh appreciate you guys checking us out. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. And obviously, check out all of our sister podcasts, Chalk Talk on the Pine, Talking MLB, Hoop Forum, Talking NBA, and the Dip Pop Culture Podcast as well. Absolutely subscribe to all of them. Give them their just deserves on the rating as well. Five stars. They are excellent. Definitely recommend you guys check them out. Uh, Ethan? With peace and love. Hey, you got to say it with your chest. With peace and love, OJ. Absolutely. Uh, anything else before we we take off here? Have a good one, man. Appreciate that. You as well. Guys, we love you, fans. Guys. We love you. We, we love you guys. With, from the bottom of our hearts, we are so thankful to be able to do this. And so we appreciate uh, everyone listening. And we will check you guys on the next one.